Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Show. All right, so I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. And part of what we're doing today is all about marketing on social media. Now, I put out a survey to you guys recently, and a lot of you guys said you wanted more of this. So I have Miss Christina Edwards from Splendid Consulting back on the podcast to talk about how to get the right type of influencers and ambassadors for your nonprofit to market your events um, and to market you know, anything that you're doing, your campaigns, et cetera. So what's really interesting is those words may sound big, like, you know, we mentioned, like, you think of an influencer, you might think of, like, Kim Kardashian or Taylor Swift or somebody like that. And the thing is, is your nonprofit does not need someone necessarily like that with that stratosphere of followers. You can still get really good results um, with different influencers that even have a thousand followers or that sort of thing, because they can really reach out to your specific uh, niche for your nonprofit. And when we're talking ambassadors, it might be something to listen to when we mention ambassadors as friends and family as well. All right, so we are going to be talking about that today. A lot of great things on um, that as well. So on marketing, social media marketing, etc. And simple, simple steps. It's not way out there, right? You've got to, where you already have to have thousands or hundreds of followers. Not at all. So you guys are going to definitely tune in today for this for some specific tips on how to really leverage influencers and ambassadors on social media to promote your nonprofit. I wanted to also mention that Christina will be giving a free webinar to grant writing and funding folks. Um, So you guys will definitely want to check out the show notes today at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 214. So you guys will definitely um, be able to find a lot of the links there, uh, information about the upcoming webinar, three keys to standing out on social media and nailing your next online giving campaign. And that will be happening on April 20th. So you guys will want to join that. It's completely free. She's going to give you a step-by-step program on how to stand out on social media and nail down your giving campaign, your online giving campaign. So definitely join us for that. It's completely free, but you do have to register. Once again, you can jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 214 for more information on how to register. And that is on April 20th, 2022. All right, guys. So a word from our sponsor. Hello, Grant Writing and Funding. We do support you here. We are completely self-funded. So we are our own sponsors. And we are happy to bring you the Hub Haven. And that is the Grant Writing and Funding Hub Haven, where you um, I'll just have to register for that. It's completely free. And you will be able to get immediate access to a bunch of tools on grant writing, nonprofit, building up your nonprofit for funding, um, and information about how to become a freelance grant writer to start a business and all of that. Because yes, there are more grant writers needed out there in the nonprofit space. So you'll get access to that, our stress-free nook, our curated resources, um, discounts to different um, funding programs such as Instrumental, uh, GEMS grant management, and much, much more. 
So you can just jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com um, and you'll see lots of information for our free hub haven. So please do sign up for that and you'll also be enrolled in our newsletter, um, which we send out every single week. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and get back into it today with Christina Edwards. Christina is the founder of Splending Consultant, a marketing expert and coach who helps ambitious social impact businesses and nonprofits increase revenue, supporters, and engagement. She's ever passionate about equipping organizations to step into their expertise, be bold, and find their unique voice and audience online. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and listen to what Christina has to say today and um, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 214 for all of the show notes, as well as if you prefer to watch in video, we also have that on our YouTube channel. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. And I'm here on the YouTube channel and on the podcast. And I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. To help you do that this week, I have a very, very special guest, a returning guest, I should say. And that is Christina Edwards from Splendid Consulting. Hey, Christina, welcome back. Hey, it's so good to be back. It's nice to see you again. Yes, yes, I know we're like chatting up in the green room for quite a while before the recording. Today. I know, I'm like, we have a podcast to record, but I just have all the questions. <laughs> right. It was fun, it was fun, I love it. So um, always developing relationships. I swear you guys, one day I'm going to like record the green room conversations for y'all so you guys can uh, be like fly on the wall. It's actually good conversations. <laughs> I mean... I feel like we had some good topics. We had Facebook ads. We talked about YouTube ads. Maybe we'll weave it in today. We'll see what that's we right, do. That's right. We'll weave in some of our special secret conversations. Yes. <laughs> but I, I love that you're back on the show. We had you on the show. So for those of you who are interested, that is back on episode 197. So you'll definitely want to check out that podcast or YouTube episode, which actually, you know, it's been really, really good. I've had a really, I didn't tell you this, but it's actually um, been a really high download for that podcast. A lot of people are interested. We talked about Instagram and uh, we talked about using Instagram to get donors. And a lot of people are really interested. So kudos to you on that. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's time. It's like oh, so many nonprofits are finally now on Instagram, but I think that now they're getting serious about it where they're like, okay, it's more than just an arbitrary post here or there. So yes, go back and listen. There's some juicy bits there. There are. Yeah. You gave like, here is a process you can use. Bam. So definitely for you guys, if you want to learn how to utilize Instagram more, we are not going to talk necessarily about Instagram today, but we have you back on the show because two things. One thing is I wanted you to talk more about um, in, in your ambassador program you had mentioned, as well as how to connect with influencers and utilize them for donor um, giving programs, so online giving programs, et cetera. So definitely that is something we are going to nail today. And we also have you coming to do a free live webinar on March 10, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So really excited about that. And that is three keys to standing out on social media and nailing your next online giving campaign. So if you guys want to sign up for that, check out the links in today's show notes. You can definitely join that. Um, and if you're past that date, you listen to this in the future, um, just join the newsletter list because um, you'll be, I'm sure we'll have you back on, Christine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. If, you've, if you've ever tried to stand out on social media and you're like, it's a noisy space and no one's seeing my posts and no one knew about our fundraiser, and you're just feeling pretty down about it, like come to this webinar. 
I will show you the trick. Like it doesn't, it's not about being the biggest nonprofit. It really actually doesn't even matter the size of your nonprofit to completely blowing your fundraising goal out of the water. So I'll have some good examples for you. It'll be fun. I love that. I can't wait to actually be in that webinar, which I'll be hosting because I'm going to learn so much about it as well. So I do encourage you guys to come because, oh my gosh, even as a consultant, I've definitely been in that boat. Like I spent all this time creating all of these things for social media and I'm just, I, you know, you might get like five likes. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hello, where is everybody? Yes. Like, you know, you can maybe start taking it personal. I've seen nonprofits, but people just, they're not supporting our work. They don't believe in it. Mm. It's like, no, 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 let's not go there. Right. So yes. um, it might just be, there's some kind of disconnect. Right. So how can you utilize what you've developed? Ooh. <laughs> So I can't wait for you to talk about that. But moving on to today, um, you know, we're looking at ambas- the ambassador program. You're talking about building up ambassadors, building up influencers, and even defining what that is. Because an influencer, from my knowledge at least, has changed in the way we give them a definition. Like it used to be they've got like millions of followers, and now it's like doesn't necessarily have to have, you don't millions of followers to benefit your program. So can you kind of talk, feel free to start wherever you want on them. Yeah. So, okay. So ambassadors, as I define them is really anyone kind of in your world, there's always like every single organization already has that superstar volunteer, that superstar supporter. They can think of them right now who, whenever they need them to show up and do something or to take action or to hop on the phone, like they're there. Okay. So that's like a superstar ambassador. This could also be, uh, it could be a committee member, a board member, a volunteer, a partner, a friend, a friend of a friend. That's an ambassador, right? Somebody in your community, a neighbor, somebody who cares about your cause and wants to support your cause. An influencer used to be, and I think you're kind of saying this is like, I, my go-to is like Kim Kardashian, sure. somebody with a bajillion followers, who is the a, a super duper celebrity um, and who has a core engaged group on, on their social channels. So that is an influencer. She certainly is one. Mm-hmm. But what my definition is, is, you know, the mommy blogger, the lifestyle, the home decor person, the um, personal chef, the foodie person on Instagram. Those people, they might have 2,000 followers, they might have 200,000 or somewhere in between, but they have a group that is super engaged, that loves their content, that is watching them. There, there is a guy in New Jersey and I'm watching him renovate his home. He's like, <laughs> I love it, right? And he, I'm like, I don't know him, but I love his style. He's got the super cool modern style. Like he is an influencer. I'm going to say he has maybe 50,000 followers. Like I'm definitely part of his world, very engaged. I'm listening to what he's doing. I'm looking at the light fixtures he's shopping for. I dig them. He's linking to them. I'm like, tell me more. He just painted his cottage black on the outside. It was cool to see the reveal, right? That's an influencer. And I see this entire untapped market between influencers and nonprofits because there is so much opportunity, especially on a platform like Instagram, where people are, yes, we're consuming content, but the creators are also much of the time, they want the world to be like a better place than it is. Mm -hmm. And they actually are committed to the greater good. Like we saw that during the political election, we saw that through the social justice movement, like they're using their own channels to create change. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, it is like the guy in New Jersey who has great style, 
no one's probably asked him to partner on a fundraiser, right? right and right. there could be a beautiful alignment there or the mommy blogger who is in Atlanta where I am, right? Mm-hmm. Partnering with a diaper bank is such a beautiful thing because her core engaged group is typically other moms, right? So if she wants to do a diaper drive or a fundraiser for a van, which there is an example of that, like they've already got an, an engaged group that's like, yes, I'm listening. This is a cause that I care about. Food is another one where it's, there's so many chefs and foodies and uh, authors and things like that. But, and then there's organizations that help food insecure households, right? So there's an alignment there. And I think a lot of times the alignment is hard for organizations to see, but it's there. It's totally there. So that's influencer. I love that, especially like when you're looking at, um, it's not necessarily the number of followers, it's- yeah. How engaged are they? And and does it align? And it can be yeah. in a creative way, but if we yeah. just, oh, if only Kim Kardashian could like yes. on this thing, but if her thing is about, you know, it's more about in prisons and she has her own priorities. Yes. And if your nonprofit doesn't align with that, it's so far out of scope to begin with. It just doesn't depend on how many followers it's, they have. Right? Exactly. And it's not going to land. Like it's not going to land on either so the, the influencer, the person posting about it, if they're not passionate about it, if it's not a cause that's near and dear to them in some way, then the content they put out is going to feel kind of like there's a wall between, right? And same thing, if their audience hasn't gone on any journey with them, and I, a journey could be just a short little story of like why this cause matters in their audience, it's not going to land with. And I'm, it's funny, like you did bring up Kim and yes, like we know her passion now because she's probably brought her audience on that This is a cause that she cares about. Right. And so you have to take your audience on that, that walk with you to bring them in. If it is a longer walk, if it's not the mommy blogger saying, I want to do a diaper drive. Right. So right. if it's right, if it's the, um, interior designer that is, maybe working with a food insecure household that might be a longer walk. So yeah, like let's go behind the scenes. Let's see what, you know, why he cares about it so much. And that can be in like three Instagram stories. So a long walk can actually happen in like 30 seconds. That's the beautiful part about social media. Yeah. I love that. That reminds me another girl I had on the podcast, uh, Sydney, and she talked about how her son has, he has a genetic disease, right? It's very, very, very rare. And her husband had his own tech channel on YouTube and he has like 200,000 followers. So how they, and then they opened a nonprofit or joined a nonprofit. And she sits on the board where it helps um, with research for this specific um, disease. So what her husband did, even though tech might not seem related to this was he and his friends, they took it, they rode their Tesla, you know, across the country, they filmed it the whole time and they raised the money for this and how they tied it in was the tech, you know, component on what they were doing as far as research to actually, you know, raise money for research for this. Um, yes. So it did make sense. And that's how you're peaking those ears who yeah. are like, they're tech people who are tuned mm-hmm. in and subscribed to this YouTube channel who aren't immediately donors, right? For this right, organization, no idea but suddenly, yeah, yeah, they've got that, like, no, like trust factor with him. But then it's the second layer you just said really perfectly, which was the tech piece of like, okay, but needs to be a little more. Right. Yeah. And that was the piece. Yeah. yeah. That's, so that's a great example. I've seen it. I've seen it personally. I love it when people really think outside of the box and I love that you're helping them kind of go there. So, um, can you also then show like once you identify someone, so it might be, or just maybe start there too, like, yeah, 
identifying ambassadors is going to be a lot easier. It can be, like you said, those, those donors or those volunteers who are always around, your family members, et cetera. But the, yeah. the piece I really want to look at is that social media influencer as far as do they just start following different people and yeah. you know, like it, how do you find- it makes me think a little bit. So I teach this process inside my course, Amplify Social Impact, but it makes me think a little bit of like online dating. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I'm thinking like whether you're swiping through or you're messaging somebody, it is a little bit like online dating in the sense that like, you got to warm them up first. So like where organizations might go wrong is where it feels like a mass email or, you know, it feels like this cut and paste very like, Hey, will you post this fundraiser for us, please? We're trying to fundraise something, you know, right. And, and it feels really, really inauthentic for the person on the receiving end. Right. Mm-hmm. So it is like, you're warming them up. You're, you're going to see if, if, if both parties are interested and it starts by following their, following them, liking their content and starting to develop a little bit of a relationship. Like the PR girl in me. So I used to have a public relations and marketing firm. It was the same way pitching reporters. So mm-hmm you had to develop those relationships. Like if you wanted your client to like get that really great story and that really important publication, it, you could possibly do it completely cold, but it was a lot easier to develop a relationship with a reporter and say, Hey, I've got a story idea. And it's similar where you're saying like, Hey, I actually am obsessed with you renovating this house in New Jersey, even though I'm in Atlanta and your decor choices are really, really cool. And like kind of saying that, or like whatever the thing is where you're just showing the humanity on both of your parts before you say like, listen, we've got this fundraiser coming up and here's why I think you'd be perfect for it. And the other distinction is, is when you're working specifically with an influencer, and this is a huge distinction is it shouldn't feel like committee work. It shouldn't feel like they're a board member. Like this should feel like you invited them to dinner, not a potluck. Like you're saying, come order off the menu, just pick what you want. Right. Not, Hey, can you come to my house? And by the way, I need you to bring a covered dish and a bottle of wine, like, right. And that's where we go wrong. And I see a lot of organizations. They're like, okay, sort of get it on paper, but like, what do I say? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's the piece is like, we don't want to make it feel like committee work because ideally this is a long-term relationship. This is like, you know, we're getting married here at least, right? So at least we're in a long-term commitment because I'd like your influencers to be people that you actually go back to again and again, like right. year over year, right? Right, yeah. yeah. And keep them updated on the things that are happening. So yeah, audience, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, this is something too that they feel good about. Like, why is it that, you know, year end, so many people give, it's that like warm and fuzzy time of year you know, it's not just tax season. It's like the same thing. Like I see influencers again and again around the holidays. It's like, that's when they're more likely to shout out nonprofits. It's like that feeling, right? So give them an opportunity to shout out yours by year over year, developing those relationships. And I would imagine too, it's like, if I'm alongside someone's ride as their follower, where they talk about an organization one year, and then they talk about it again, the following year, it's like, I get to, to be a part of whatever gift I made that year and show up in the next year and the next year. It's like they invited me in and then they helped show me like what happened after that. So it's, they're being, you know, they're bringing you on that customer journey instead of your nonprofit having to bring them on that customer journey, which is, I think the part that feels so painful about social media is a lot of the time is that you constantly feel like you're just talking to the same tiny audience 
right. and that half of them aren't listening anyway. So when you have other people talking for you, with you, alongside of you, it gets a lot easier. And I love that because um, going back to, are you hearing crickets? Like when you put things out, like you're just yes. putting out these things, like we're doing a campaign and you're getting maybe just some of the same likes and how you expand that, yes. right? how you, cause now it's, and it's like algorithms are already always changing. Like I remember when you used to use hashtags and it was magic. And now it's like, yes. <laughs> sometimes, right? So it's like those things that, but if you're using, utilizing other people's networks, right? That's yes. where it really shines. So it's the ultimate organic way to grow. It's the ultimate organic way to absolutely transform your fundraiser. It is the difference between your fundraiser going like kind of inching towards the finish line and going past it is having an ambassador program in place. And since we sort of talked about influencers, some people would be like, oh, I don't even know where to start. These are still, you know, this feels overwhelming. Start with the ambassadors. Yeah. You know, I was talking to someone today and I, I want to say their organization had maybe a budget of 200,000 or something like that. She was like, we raised over $80,000 just because of our ambassadors year end. Like it was one campaign. And I'm like, of course you did. Of course you did because they made it super easy. They had an engaged group and it wasn't just them with those direct mail pieces or them with like the social posts. Like you need that. And a lot of times that's really, really an important piece of it, but it's not the piece that helps you scale, right? And it's not the piece that helps that foundation of like, how do we cultivate a younger audience? That's something people are constantly saying and, and ambassadors online and influencers are on, online are such a great way to start. I love that. And I love it to think like your ambassadors, it like, it can be your friends. It can be the people that yeah. volunteers and they don't need to have a million friends and they don't need all that. They're really passionate. And as ambassadors, they are about your yeah. nonprofit. Then when they share it, you know, even if it reaches 30 people and like three of those people give and become yes. like ongoing donors, like there is a ripple effect, right? So I have been, I've watched myself be, I don't know what the word is, like it's a friend be an ambassador without realizing it and go, oh, I've never heard of this organization. Yeah, I'm going to give. She asked me to give. I'm going to give. So it's like I've been directly impacted by somebody simply saying on Instagram stories or saying on Facebook, like, guys, have you heard about this organization? Here's why they matter. And it's four sentences. I'm in, I'm done. Right. It's easy. Um, and that's, that's just such a, a powerful thing that you cannot recreate. And I know we were talking about ads earlier and it's like, you can't put enough ad dollars beyond somebody's social proof. Somebody I trust a friend of mine, a coworker, a colleague, you know, whatever, a neighbor saying, I'm thinking of now of another one in our neighborhood saying, go give to this person. And I'm like, yes, I'm in. You ask me, I, I got this. Right. And it's so powerful when they do it online, because I'm, I'm thinking of my friend. I don't even think she ever knew that I made a gift and it was, it, she didn't need to. Right. I was just right. Like it wasn't, it was just like two clicks. I got you. I'm, I'm excited. You told me about this organization. Yeah. So that that's, what's fun. Like that's the fun part of social media too. I love that. I love that because yeah, beyond influencers, we're more, it's like, that's the next level. But right before that is if I'm related or if it's friends, it's people I personally know, and they're talking about something I'm way, I trust it way more. I trust exactly 
like I trust in my family, right? So when they say good to this organization, I'm definitely like, I'm down, right? So it's like, yes. and then the influencer might be the next one. I might not have a personal relationship with them, but I really respect them and I follow what they do. And you know what I mean? So I really, then I'm like, okay, I'm at least going to go look into that and potentially give as well. Yeah. I mean, these influencers, so many of them, this is their full-time job. So they are making money through affiliate income, through people like me clicking on a link for a light fixture and buying it, right. Or a sweater or something like that. So that shows you that when they're on, when they say to their audience, I love this sweater, people buy, right. So think about that when they're saying to their audience, this organization is so important to me. And here's why, or I just found out about it. You guys got to check this out. People are like, okay, I'm listening. Now, talking about that was actually an interesting thing that you just brought up because I totally understand affiliates with like maybe for profit products, like you're talking about, right? And those types of things. Like, I'm an affiliate on some products, you know what I mean? Like, um, but when it comes to nonprofits, should they be paying influencers? Okay, I'm glad you asked this question. So, it, the answer could be either, like it could be both. You could think of a nonprofit, like I'm going to, like uh, American Cancer Society or Habitat for Humanity, like let's think of a large one, right? Mm-hmm. They likely have like a media advertising budget. Like, are they doing digital ads every year? Are they in a couple of print magazines still? Maybe they're doing radio, right? Mm-hmm. So organizations like that, where there is a specific advertising budget each year, oh my gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. go for it mm-hmm. because it gives them the opportunity to, to be really selective on who they choose. It, it fast tracks the process of like what I was talking about dating. Like it fast tracks that dating process because you're willing to pay and you think of it as advertising. The reason why they should do it is those three pieces and the other pieces, they'll have control over the creative and the copy a lot more. Okay. So the process, the process that I teach is the organic process. So not that process, not the process where we are saying influencer A, I would like you to pay you $2,000 for this series of posts, right? Process I'm teaching is organic and we're looking for in kind and we can totally do it. It happens all the time and it's perfect for organizations really of any size. Mm-hmm. And it still doesn't take months and months and months or years and years and years. It still is a quick process, but yes, we're looking for in kind. And The difference here is because of that, that means that you don't have as many, um, what's the word, like creative say on like, I want you to post this on Wednesday at 10 Mm a.m. with this copy and this exact image. And I want the link. And then I want you to tell me who clicked the link. Now, listen, if I have an an agreement with them where Mm -hmm. I'm paying them money, I get to say all of that. And then I get to say, and I'd love to see, and I want to see the reporting and and I want five Instagram stories. So you get a lot more control on the front end and on the back end. If you're paying for it, I would think of it exactly like running an ad, Right. right? Same thing. If you're not, then you don't get that control, but the process I teach makes it so easy that the person ends up swiping it. So they use your graphic, they take your copy, they might slightly change it into their voice, which you want them to do anyway, right? You want them to adapt it. They might not post it the week you want them to post it. They might post it the week before. They might post it a few days early. That's okay. You might ping them and remind them to like share it to stories. So it gives them more flexibility, but when you give them a toolkit, you're actually, yeah, yeah, 
Exactly. So, so it's a, it's a both. It's a, you know, what does your campaign need and what does your budget look like? It's both. Right. And I think for a lot of smaller nonprofits too, I mean, is that something to watch for is when influence turn around, they say, I'll do that, but I charge. Is that yeah, I, absolutely. So if they're like, sounds interesting, here's a rate sheet. Yeah. Then, then which some might, then mm-hmm. you know that that's not a fit. I would keep going. I would keep yeah. going. If your goal, if your goal is, you know, I want to get 10 influencers this year and I want them all to be in kind, I would keep going. I would, and I would be very gracious to that one and say, it's unfortunately we don't have a budget right now. I'm keeping your rate sheet aside. I absolutely love what you do. Thank you for, you know, connecting with me. And I would, keep them. I would keep them in your world and keep cultivating them if you felt like they were truly a good fit, because that might've even just been like a canned response from them, because don't forget they're getting random product requests all the time and things like that. And their canned response might be, here's my rate sheet. So yes, I would just keep going past that. And I would have a little, you know, Excel doc or Google doc or something where you're just tracking who you're contacting. I love that. And I, I love, you know, just because a lot of, a lot of us might think, oh gosh, they want money. How could they want money? This is a nonprofit, but we got to think of, they do, they get requests all the time from different okay. nonprofits. They might not realize even that you're a nonprofit. It could just be up their canned response. So um, it could be their admin assistant monitoring their email and that's what they send out. So, yes. and the other thing is, is maybe they only have a select few, like they have one that they're actually going to do pro bono and then the rest they're going to do paid. So, you know, it might just be like, they've already had that slot filled this year or whatnot. So, but I love what you said about send them a reply. Don't just say, oh, they said no. Oh my gosh. No, you know, and and keep them on your radar. Right. Yes. Again, I'm putting back my PR hat. Like the PR girl in me is like, Hey, invite the reporter to lunch. Reporter says, no, she's busy. Don't be like, I'm out of here. I'm never responding there. You know, I'm never emailing her again. Listen, you might run to the reporter an event. And before you know it, like I'm thinking of my friend Leah, who is a fabulous journalist and she's now my internet friend because, and you know, we've been DMing and she's been writing stories for, for years and years and years. So like, just keep it going, just keep it warm and keep it upbeat. And it's totally not personal. You have no idea. Like you said, if they just finished a fundraiser, if they've already outlined their kind of charitable partners this year, if that was a canned response, there's a million different things. So yeah, but keep going. And I wouldn't get back bogged down on it, you know, just be like, okay. Yeah. And I love that. And then you'll know, okay, that wasn't a good fit for what we're looking for now. So yeah, it might even give you a little context of like, okay, if I, if I reach out to five people that are in, you know, the kind of food chef driven sector, and I kind of didn't get much traction there. Mm -hmm. Let me make a shift, you know, let me see about this sector here or something like that. You know, going back to food insecurity, it's like, okay, let me talk to all the people who in the South, like everybody is like growing their home garden, you know, tons of like plant lady accounts. Okay. Let me go down that path. You know, where you're like, I'm still under the umbrella of like food, health, wellness, like go under that, but like, let me go about it in a different way. Right. Right. And I, and I love that. Like looking at, it's not like you would go to necessarily like the home food network and ask for a donation. Have them be an influencer. Like you want to start with something more relevant and more local potentially, or just more. Yeah. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think local's great. It's a great place to start for so many nonprofits. There's a few where what, whoever, you know, where they serve is either in an international or it's, it's just 
you know, more wide, but yes, local is a great place to start for sure. I love that. And then, you know, like, so once you're working with them as well, and then just keeping up the, the partnership, right. Um, yes. You know, building out things. I think another thing too, is if there's, if you're getting a lot of no, sometimes it might be because of the copy you might be sending them or. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah. Was the ask too big? Yeah. Like, was the ask, like where you're, they, they were like, oh gosh, this feels like committee work or like, I have no idea. You know, did you, did you ask too much? Did you, the other thing we didn't really talk about was, did you give them enough lead time? So again, if this is a full-time influencer, this is their business. Yeah. So think about their content calendar. They might have a big partnership happening for the next eight weeks booked out. Right. So did you give them enough lead time? And that would be another way you could even handle the objection of no, if they said, eh, no, it's not a fit. Be like, you know, we actually have a fall event happening too. Would it be okay if I circle back or like how far in advance do you plan your content? You know, I know that some of our partners in the past go really far out six, eight months, like how far in advance do you plan yours or something like that? You could, you could go about it that way. So you have to remember, you know, of like, was it too big of an ask? Did it feel too hard? Were were you even clear on what it was? Did you type a, you know, a marathon and they just skimmed it, you know, so you can go back and kind of review, review your process. Right. Right. I think that's great. And, you know, a lot of um, influencers though, they might be also looking you up on, you know, different places online to make sure that your nonprofit's credible, right? So yeah, yeah. just making sure Google yourself, what's coming up, Google your nonprofit. Yes. I up. mean, and that is why we keep your, that's why your social networks are so important. So like, don't go in there with a janky Instagram account where the last thing you posted was two years ago, right? Or your profile picture is a pixelated thumbnail or your bio, the link in your bio doesn't go to the right place. Yes. It's like a little bit of like, put on your best self, get resume ready. Like you're getting ready for an interview, you know, so that yes, you look professional and your organization looks like the real deal. I love that. Cause that could just be a quick them like, I don't know. You know what I mean? So yeah, that real quick. And it's like, and you're just like, didn't even see it. Cause we, a lot of times we don't look at our own things like, right. So we don't pay. Yeah. So it is like, I like that. Get your best suit on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get your best virtual suit on. So make sure exactly on Google and on, on, on different feeds. If you want them to post on Instagram, what does your Instagram account look like? Or on LinkedIn, what does your LinkedIn account? So wherever that medium is like, what is yours? Right. What yes. Is your- I was chatting with somebody yesterday and at the time we're recording this, this was like, they had their pop-up, their website, everything was going to a fundraiser that was like six weeks old. And you're like, okay. Oh yeah. Right. So it's like, change it out, change it out. Yeah. Yeah. So much. Yes. Especially as in the new year, as we're coming in, like, you know, like going into second quarter and it's like, yes, we need to make sure that we have everything. Yes. So, okay. This was fantastic. I love this conversation. So many gems, just like before, um, of like how to actually do this. So I know people are walking away from today after listening or watching and going, I actually have a plan of what I can do for my fundraiser. Like, so thank you so much for sharing that again, Christina. Yes. Yeah. Like a step-by-step. Thank you. 
Fantastic. Yes. Thank you for having me on. This is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's actually a pretty simple process. It's a manage, it's the matter of just doing it. And then if people get stuck, come inside my program, I'll show you how. Yes. And we'll definitely have links to that um, in the show notes. So please make sure you guys uh, check that out. And if you want more of Christina, definitely we come to the webinar Yes, and it's March 10th at 3 PM Eastern standard time, three key, uh, three keys to standing out on social media and nailing your next online giving campaign. So I know you're definitely going to be giving away a step-by-step on how to stand out and how to actually go through the process. I am teaching my storytelling formula that I just love. So you'll get that three-step formula and it's it's super easy to tell a story if you feel like you're like not good at writing, right? If you don't feel like copy comes quick or easily to you, or you feel like I don't know what to say and I don't know really the stories to tell, I'll be teaching that during that webinar. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely have you back on the podcast yet again. Um, So we'll uh, let people know when that comes up and have a wonderful rest of your evening. Thank you for joining us, Christina. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This was super fun. Great to see you again. Yes. All right. We'll, We'll have you back on. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Christina Edwards of Splendid Consulting. And please do come to her free webinar she's giving on April 20th. Um, And you can find out all the information about three keys to standing out on social media and nailing down your next online giving campaign. You can find out information on how to register to that free webinar um, at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 214, as well as all the show notes from today's episode. All right. And if um, you could do me a big favor, if you are an avid listener of Grant Writing and Funding podcast, please do leave us a review on iTunes. Um, And also, if you have not subscribed yet, please hit subscribe so you can get all of our weekly content delivered directly to your app. All right. I'll see you guys next week and have a wonderful week, Changemakers. Take care.